We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks from KCSN, which features three shows each week in Border War, hosted by former Jayhawks guard Jeff Hawkins and Mizzou forward Jarrett Sutton. Ain't no seats with Ryan Reinhardt, Anthony Bax, and Braden Turner, and Booth Review, covering Jayhawks football with Kent Swanson and weekly special guests. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. Stay up to date on all things KU with KCSN. And now, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks. All right, folks, an Emprise Bank debit card is good anywhere. You have access to 55,000 fee-free ATMs worldwide through the All Point ATM network. You can get the same kind of access to your money as any bank across the country while getting the value of working with a trusted partner in Emprise. Shout out Emprise Bank. Shout out to them for being the title sponsor. We love them. Um, let's get to it, boys. What a uh, Big 12 play is here, and Big 12 play has not disappointed. It's kind of, you know, we it was kind of the thing everyone said all non-conference. Like, man, look how good these Big 12 teams are. Every night's going to be an absolute war, and that has been absolutely true. The first two games of the uh, conference slate are games that truly, I mean, it's wild to think we could be 0-2 right now in conference. We, we'll get to Oklahoma State a little later wild game but uh we got to get to the one that's fresh on the mind it's it's been quite the i don't know i feel like we play in a lot of games like this but the twitter reaction and the fan reaction has just been pretty wild since the win over texas tech last night um but before we get to all that i mean that's just a huge win for the hawks i mean we saw dewan shooting lights out Bobby Pettiford had great minutes. KJ Adams was incredible again. Um, and Jalen did his thing. So I don't know. B turn 2 and 0 start in Big 12. We can't be much, I mean, can't start better than that, obviously. And to get tech out of the way is huge. I think that's a game to win the conference. That's one you gotta win. Or one, you know, that's a huge one to get. So I don't know. Where are you at two games in? How you feeling about this team? Because I'm pretty giddy about this team right now. Me too. And winning in Lubbock is obviously tough. You think about, we lost there last year. Um, Oates hit that game winner a few years ago in a tight one. Even thinking about the Devontae game to extend the Big 12 streak. Um, he hit a, a bunch of big shots when we were wearing those sexy gray uniforms in Lubbock. But Andy Lubbock's always a tough too, one. 
Yeah. Lubbock's always a tough one. Um, their crowd's always great. Obviously it was even more electric probably last night with Kevin McCuller going back, but yeah, both game, both big 12 games so far have really come down to getting stops at the end of games. Like last night was multiple stops. Tech had the ball um, even on the last possession down three, obviously didn't make the three, but they got a stop before then, which was the controversial play. And then Oklahoma state, um, they got a stop late. Uh, Bryce Thompson hit a three and then KJ finishes. And then we have to get a stop, which that play was controversial too, but they found ways. Um, Lubbock was, is obviously tough and they got another tough one where it's always been tough in Morgantown on Saturday. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I think I tweeted this in like the final minute, like this is going, every road game is going to go like last night went like no leads ever going to be safe. Um, no game's going to be easy. I mean, hypothetically wouldn't West Virginia be one of the easiest games on the schedule. And I don't feel um, at all confident. Like, I mean, I think we can go in a win, but it's not like I'm sitting here counting it as a win. Um, so I don't know. It, it's crazy how good this conference is. I think every T a B correct me if I'm wrong. Every team in the league is top 40 in Kim Palm. Mm -hmm. And another Kim Palm stat, the top 10 remaining strength of schedules in the country are the 10 teams in the big 12 which is just hilarious stupid. to say out loud. But stupid, yeah, man, every, every game's a grind. I did want to say this. It's hilarious. It's not hilarious. That's just how sports and life really works. But we're two, like, coin flip finishes away from being, this would be like a disaster episode where we, like, sulk. And it's one of those famous ones we always do where we just get pissed off and cry about everything. 0-2, 10-3 overall, whatever it would be, like, much different story than what we're talking about now, but good teams win those kinds of games. And obviously, yeah, I mean, in those games right there, the tech game last night was just the most vintage Bill Self coach team type win. We just that's why we win the league every year. We win those games, we don't crumble under pressure in those late two minutes. And I'll say this like, I've said all year that this season is kind of like a honeymoon phase, like, right? I'm not. I'm not, I don't feel as stressed as I, I normally do, even though I'm starting to really get on the bandwagon. Like, I really want to repeat, which obviously it sounds dumb. <laughs> really? Like, I officially Who's not feel on like that bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, but like, I officially feel like it's possible. I didn't think it was possible. Now I definitely do. But, anyways, what I was going to say is like, this team, and I think it's, it, it's Dewan Harris, but like, I just feel relaxed in the final minutes of this a game with this team and Bill Self. Like, They've shown between the NCAA tournament last year, tons of games last year's Wisconsin game, all sorts of games this season, they just execute better late in the game than other teams. And that's why we're going to win the Big 12. That's why we're going to continue to piss people off on Twitter and have refs blamed because the ball is going to bounce our way because we're going to make the better plays because that's what Dewan Harris, that's what KJ Adams, that's what Kevin McCuller do. Um and I don't know. It's It's been nice. Like, I just sat back last night with, like, I think it was one of our last offensive possessions, and I was just like, okay, whatever. This team will figure it out. They do it. Where normally I'm, like, on my knees, like, figure it out. Like, I just wasn't that stressed. So, uh, you feel that way, B-Turn? Yeah, I'm definitely way less stressed this year. And I think we've talked about, like, we could go years without winning natties, and we'd still be fine. Obviously, you want to win more. But, yeah, last night I wasn't that stressed. If you lose – I mean, you're never going to be happy losing, but a road game in Lubbock where it's always tough. And, yeah, we were up 10 with four minutes to go and kind of folded there for a while, couldn't score, and they got it to a one-point game. And 
I don't know about you guys, but winning those games like that on the road just makes me think back to how really impressive that Big 12 streak was. Because think about how many like tough road games you have to play in the league, and KU's going to get everyone's best crowd, everyone's best shot, and it comes down to a couple possessions, maybe getting a couple stops. I mean, last night they had to get a stop up one. Obviously, we talked, and Tech had all the momentum at that point too. So, a call, maybe a foul call away from losing that game, which you can't even for sure say we would have lost. We would obviously had another chance to score, but yeah, winning those games on the on the road and how many studs we've seen in the Big Twelve, and even this year, like West Virginia's twenty fourth um, <clears throat> ranked team according to Ken Palm, and they're zero and two in the Big Twelve right now. So. Yeah. Big 12 is obviously loaded. I think they get disrespected some years. We've seen a ton of superstars come through this league. So winning a game like that and thinking about just how many road games they find a way to win, even during the streak or throughout the Bill Self era, just makes that streak even more impressive to me. Yeah. And I, I, I secret or not secretly, but like weirdly, I f- does the fact that we do get everyone's best crowd help us? Like, I got to think that, I mean, it sucks sometimes because we play in insane environments, but we are also just so battle-tested. Like, every game is a huge deal, and to me, it helps us um, be poised in those moments. And granted, this team's got a point guard that was playing in front of, I mean, how many freaking people does New Orleans hold? Like, I don't even know. But our guys, him, Jalen, mm-hmm. you know, pressure's well, not going to get to them. But McCullers it is played big games. Yeah, so it's like it – in a weird way, I think it kind of helps us that we're not playing in empty gyms and, and things like that on the road. But it would be nice sometimes to walk into Texas Tech and play in a, uh, a half full gym, but probably won't happen. That's uh, what I'm trying to I'm sitting here trying to think and I'm not trying to disrespect those crowds. I just don't pay attention enough. But I wonder I wonder what Lubbock's like or what Morgantown's I, like when, say, like an. I think Who, Oklahoma State comes into town or a uh, TCU. I, think I wonder Lubbock, what those... I think Lubbock's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think they're pretty solid most of the year. But I mean, we've seen K State. The difference Look in at our Oklahoma game tonight, dude. Yeah, dude, Oklahoma is always a ghost town. Oklahoma State Gallagher Iba is wildly overrated, in my opinion. I've even been. <laughs> I went for the Wiggins game. That crowd was not that impressive. Mm. NBA. Um, it's I don't know. It it's weird that. There's, I guess Iowa State, I would say, is probably pretty good every night, but I don't know. They've had some rough years, which affect that, and I'm not going to judge anyone for not filling a stadium when you're bad. But I don't know. It is uh, – but Tech, I do I do think Tech brings it. I don't – like you said, B-Turn, I think last night it was amped up a little bit because of the McCullough stuff. But Dude dove, into the, dude dove into the scores table for a loose ball and still got booed. I know. It <laughs> Poor was, guy. And, I mean, we got to talk about how – Kevin McCuller is – he didn't have the best game last night, but huge shot to make that jumper to go up one. And he made the jumper against Oklahoma State to go up one, two, or go up two or whatever. I can't even remember. But, like, that dude's clutch, and he doesn't – he doesn't let the shot before get to him, which mm-hmm. I love. Like, and sometimes that may be frustrating because even – I don't know about you guys, but in the Oklahoma State game, when he launched that three from the corner, I was like, whoa, no, and then it's in. And you're like, okay, we'll take it. Even kind of last night when he took the jumper after he was like two of seven, it's kind of like, damn. But he's not scared. He makes big shots, and it was nice to see him him get the last laugh in Lubbock. But I wanted to pose a question. So I tweeted this after Dewan made his first two threes last night. I said, folks, if Dewan makes two threes a game, 
He's a top, I said 15 player, because I didn't want to get into the, I didn't want people to be on top 10, top five. What do you, <laughs> what is the right answer? If he makes two, three threes a game, he's not going to make five. Uh, but if he makes two, three threes a game, is he a top 10 player in the country? Is top 15 the right number? Like what, AB, what do you think? Are you going off? I think he's, if not already, like a top 10 to 15 most valuable. I don't know talent wise, because in a lot of this stuff too, and he wasn't put on the, what is it? Naismith watch or whatever today, whatever came out that Jalen and Grady were on. Um, But like a lot of the stuff he does best doesn't really show up in the stat sheet that people are winning player of the years for. Mm -hmm. Um, But shit, if he's going to, 12 15 points randomly like what I, I i'm still stunned about how last night went with him like if it, crazy. and they were pure like they yeah were i don't think not, he hit the rim like, he looked so good and if you're if you're a tech fan how i mean obviously dewan's great and everyone knows he's a solid player but if you're a tech fan how salty are you with that because dewan had hit six threes all year and he hits five last night now he's 11 of 21 from three which isn't a huge sample size but and i wanted to ask you guys like when that dude shoots threes and he has a wide open look, how do you feel? Like, obviously, there's I'm been actually yeah confident. I and, really am be- because of what Bills said. But go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, there's obviously been players in the past we've watched that we probably are hesitant on wanting them to shoot or we think they're gonna miss it. But with when Dewan's wide open, set, gets set, shoots it, I feel confident. I know he had some big threes in the tournament, especially against Nova. He hit a couple threes when Nova was trying to go on runs. So I love when Dewan shoots. I obviously don't want him to start forcing, but I feel like he has good touch around the rim, floaters, um, getting to the rim, making layups, and he knocks down the occasional jumper. So it's not like I want the dude to shoot 10 more times a game, but I would—I don't think anyone would be upset if the dude took maybe three or five more shots a game. There's literally games he'll go – we've seen him go like two for two in a game or take one shot in the yeah. entire game, and Bill even says how much he affects it. But, yeah, he he's definitely one of the most valuable players in the country. Like I saw our boy Rico Bosco tweet Dewan Harris is the best guard in the country. I think some people actually think that because he really affects the game that much from just getting guys involved defensive um, from a defensive standpoint. So yeah, he's dude, he's so awesome. It's like, like I can't even explain how important that is going to be. Like, Think about everyone else on the offense and kind of what their skill set is. Jalen, especially, who's taken 15 or 20 shots a night. Half of them are just him driving to the bucket. And right now, and when we struggle, it's because DeWan's guy doesn't feel like he needs to guard him. And it's two, three guys in the paint that Jalen's trying to go into. If DeWan can just, I'm not even saying like make three a game or make two a game, but just show consistently that he's like a threat to go off like he did last night, make go three or four or something like that. Like, that's going to change the entire offense and benefit, like, Jalen and Grady. And we think they're putting up crazy numbers now. Just wait until the lane opens up and the floor opens up for them. I know. Jalen would benefit so much because he's got to work so hard for his buckets. Um, And if the floor would open up, that'd be huge for him. But, yeah, I mean, it is nice to see that, like, national people – are starting to just because I get it. If you just kind of casually tuned into a Kansas game last year, you probably weren't fully grasping how good Dewan is. But I feel like this year, now that you've seen him for 30, 40 plus games with two different teams and two different kind of style, not styles, but you know, just different looks, he's just he's so good. I mean, it's like I said earlier, the calming influence he brings, like it's going to be a rude awakening. When he leaves this program, five years somebody from somebody else's running point, like 
it's going to be terrifying because you watch other teams that don't have a great point guard and it's just like oh my god like can you imagine dewan doing that he just and b turn to answer your question when you said like how do you feel when he shoots it i feel great when dewan shoots it because if dewan's taking a shot i know he knows it's a good one like dewan's never gonna take a shot that's not a good shot and to a fault sometimes he he passes on him but when he's taking one you know he knows it's a good look and that he feels good about it so it's just a guy i've never i don't i truly don't know if i've ever trusted a player with the ball in their hands more than i trust Dewan harris but it'll it's gonna be interesting to see the type of like i mean getting left off the koozie award and all that like it's crazy how disrespected he's been but i think it's finally starting to become He's pretty evident to people. He's definitely getting our whole fan base. I mean, I haven't seen too many negative tweets about him at all this year. Yeah. And it just last year. Yeah. It was awful. I bill obviously was questioned about him starting a lot throughout the year, even after the TCU game, I think. And it took one NCAA tournament for him to show how much of a lockdown defender he is and how much he affects the game. I mean, he made life hell for Caleb love RJ Davis in the championship game. So I think he's just awesome, man. And, well, seeing that shit last night just makes you so happy. Seeing Kevin McCuller hit a clutch shot like that, getting booed for 40 minutes like that, put a smile on my face. And I still think the potential for this team is through the roof. And like you said, they got a lot of guys that have played in experienced games um, or in big games. They got a ton of experience. Um, and I think they'll they'll just be so poised in the tournament and they could be really good defensively, I think, with KJ, Dewan, Kevin McCuller. So I think this team could be – so damn good by March. Like, I don't even think they're, I think Lenardi has them what is the number one overall seed at the moment. I know it's January, but it's insane what Bill Self does. But yeah, I think this team could be so good by the end of the year. AB, is it crazy to say that if we go, I don't know, if we have five losses in Big 12 play, is it possible we could still get like a number one overall seed because of the, schedule and the amount of quad no. one wins like i if, think that's so very say we cool. lose say we go what what would that be 13 and 5 yeah if 13 and 5 and win the conference tournament that's 28 and 6 i want to say that would be 34 games and that's gotten yeah. us a one seed before that might have was that what our record yeah, was I'm last year number With, one overall well Houston maybe i mean one overall but well mm, their resume is with how good the cheats. league is though maybe virginia though i guess yeah. All right, let's 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 take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about that because I think it's interesting. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Entertain. Educate. Inform KC Sports Network. All right, we are back. I wanted to, I brought it up. I'm, I feel really good. If we get, if we win the Big 12, I think getting a one seed is like a lot. Like, I think whoever wins the Big 12 is getting a one seed. Um, but number one overall seed, that just kind of, when I saw that thing with Lenardi, it's like, yeah, I think Houston's going to have one, two losses come selection Sunday. So it'll be interesting to compare our resume by then to theirs. But, I don't know. AB, you seem pretty uh, pretty convinced Houston's resume ain't going to cut it. I just think the strength of schedule is going to be so insane for really anyone that wins the Big 12. I think anyone that – if someone goes 14-4, and 13-5, and five and had you know one or fewer losses in non-con, I think they're, they have an argument to be the number one overall. Like They're going to have a top 10 strength of schedule in the country, and they're going to have five or six losses. I don't care what Houston's done. The American might be the worst – Power six, if they want to call it that, conference yeah. in the history of sports. It's so I went through it yesterday because I was seeing when Houston could lose again. They, they just won't. don't play anybody. That's why like, I'm yeah. sitting here getting excited about like a month or so from now when we're doing hello bracket talks and AB's oh. getting fired up about seeds and what mid majors are going to mm-hmm. be good. And we're going to have Super Celtic 24 on the pod to go Dude. through his latest bracketology. And that's why I'm so fired up repeating will be a huge storyline. It will be like one of the biggest storylines of the tournament, which is going to be awesome because yeah. I just, I, maybe I was a, too big of a skeptic. I just didn't see it with this team. And I, I still think this team's going to hit a bump in the road. We always do. We haven't had that painful, you know, two, three week stretch, which who knows, maybe we have, and we've found ways to just win the games. I don't know. But the fact that I genuinely could envision this team, making a final four and winning it all it's wild because it's crazy we've obviously never i mean oh nine the weird thing is if oh nine gets past i guess they nobody was beating north carolina that year but so that team wasn't repeating but that team definitely could have got the final four but this team feels like the best shot we've had to make even really back-to-back final fours i guess since 20 been since roy right yeah, we haven't made one since o- or o two o three, and our best shot was the Macklemore twenty thirteen year. We should have, I mean, 
not to bring up the Michigan game, but 2012 <laughs> wow. should have been back-to-back Final Fours. But Bill needs – I mean, Bill needs back-to-back Final Fours. He's I mean, you would say 2011 back. and 2012. I mean, it would be backwards, but – She's – yeah. I wonder if 12 ha- – yeah, it's crazy to think about. You know what's also wild? We're going to be playing an Elite Eight game if we make the Elite Eight in the old T-Mobile Center. Which we we ha- yeah, especially Elite Eight games. But yeah. what I was gonna say is, and it I'm sure maybe this team could collapse, but and maybe I'm wrong, but it feels I mean, worst case, this team gets a two seed in March. I know it's only January, but they're gonna be up there, especially with how they've started in the Big Twelve. They've won one of the tougher road games. They're gonna be up there to win the Big Twelve. You still got seven. No, you still got eight more at Allen Fieldhouse. You'll probably get seven and one or whatever in those, even though we almost lost to Oklahoma think, State, but yeah, I mean, two seeds seem maybe I'm crazy. A three wouldn't even be terrible, but it seems like two seed would be worst case just because they have they so many more games at Allen. I think they go to eleven and seven and get a and get a two seed potentially. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. what twenty five and so, eight, twenty six and eight. I don't know, but like just, we've gotten two seeds with that type of record before. Just thinking about how Bill talks about this team and the guys too makes me think he is super in on this team. Obviously, it's gonna take. You got a couple months before the tournament, but he's all in. I feel like. I mean, we gotta we gotta have a segment about KJ Adams in a little bit. But the way he talks about KJ, like the Draymond um, comparisons, Jalen's averaging twenty one. Fran showed last night that there's been two guys that have averaged twenty plus at KU. Like it's just unheard of. He's not even shooting it as well as I think he can. Kevin McCuller, he's I didn't even know he's averaging seven boards a night, eleven and seven. So we got guys that can rebound. Um, we can guard athletic and i wouldn't take another point guard over dewan there's obviously better scores but so we got a guy averaging 20 plus one of the best point guards in the country kevin mcculler's great on both ends kj's been unbelievable so i and then obviously grady so feel really good you guys ready for a little quiz feed me daddy if we win saturday this will be the best start for a Kansas basketball team since what team? I actually had to look this up. 2020? No. We lost too early. Uh, is it like oh, you're like saying over. I thought you were saying Big 12. No, I'm no. just meaning like by this date, if we win Saturday, by every other team would have had two losses by now. Oh, I'd say – um, was it – no, uh, it's actually not. I see. I thought it was going to go back that far. It's really not, but it's still kind of funny to put this team and the team I'm about to say in the same category. Was it twenty? Was it sixteen? It's twenty seventeen. Oh, with that Josh. Team, I thought they we lost, lost the first early. game of the year. Yeah, and they didn't lose again Indiana. until like till like mid January, and so by this point in the year they had. But like that's what's wild to me is that this team has had just as good of a start as the 2017 team and expectations for that team were like natty or bust, which was fair. Um, and expectations for this team, which granted is because we won the natty last year, but like, I think everyone was just kind of like, yeah, you know, we can put together a good season, win the league, maybe flirt with making a final four, but like, this team's really been super impressive. And now this could all look really stupid. I probably should have waited until we won um, to quiz <laughs> that. But it was just something that entered my brain because it, it's taken me a while. And I, I'm rehashing all this, but like it's taken me a while to get fully bought in on this team. And I think the fact 
that Missouri has been so good. They're up 13 right now against Arkansas. It's 32 to 19 late in the first. They look really good. up? Yeah, up 13. They were a seven-point dog tonight, I think, around that. They're good, and we killed them. Like, this team is good. So Maybe you're not all in because we want a natty, and it's just tough to expect back-to-back. Obviously, we talked about how there hasn't been a team make – what make the elite eight or go past the elite eight since make Florida? The make the sweets oh elite eight yeah make the elite eight since florida so yeah mm-hmm. it's tough to get your hopes up and probably in set well 17 we were just disgusting but it had been since 08 so you're obviously thirsty for a title at that point but i i was gonna ask you guys and it doesn't even have to be one team but you can maybe say a, a two two or three teams who would who do you think the best team in the country is right now and if you can't pick one who are maybe the two or three best I mean, I think the argument can be made that we are playing the best in the country, but I think I'm st- me and AB will probably agree on this. I love Arizona. I still, if I had to bet money on who's going to win it all, I'd pick Arizona. But Tennessee sneaky, really good too. Tennessee, Dude, they pumped team. Mississippi like, State last yeah. night. I heard they <laughs> pumped the Hawks and, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I like Tennessee a lot, but like, I don't know, man. You think about the fact we beat Missouri the way we did. We we went at Tech. This team's this team's pretty good. So, maybe. do you want Kim Palm's opinion? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's like, oh, I think I just saw K State has the nation's longest winning streak right now. That can't be. That can't be right. <laughs> They've lost since we've lost. That's what I thought. Ken Palm had a little note. Never mind. Sorry, it freaked me out a little bit. They still they love so there's four teams on Kempom right now that are like close together, and then there's a drop off to fifth. KU's fifth, which kind of surprises me. But also, and I hinted at it earlier, two coin flips away from this being like a miserable episode, and we're we being also, miserable and talking about how they're gonna lose in the first round. So like we also almost lost to Southern Utah. People forget mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Seems Southern Utah's a wagon. Look at them in the 14 over three. Um <laughs> Tennessee's up to two. Houston's still number one, but I just I'm not gonna trust Houston. I won't do it. I've tried to do it before. I just will not continue to do it. It won't happen. I so well I don't coached. know. I guess Tennessee, maybe Dude, Tennessee KU. Houston is plus seven hundred to win the title. They will not win it. It's I think crazy. Marcus Sass was awesome, but I don't think they have that. enough scores. They obviously they play super hard and well coach. I just can't picture them winning a title. I don't think they have enough firepower offensively, but yeah, we, that's another thing too. We, we obviously escaped against Oklahoma state, but we would, and obviously we were up 10 with four minutes to go last night in Lubbock, but would you guys have been melting down that much today? If we lost a tight one in Lubbock last night, I know it would have been a choke, but that's what I'm saying. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm so chill during regular season games now, just because I know Bill figures it out and everything's going to be just fine. Especially and in Tech early was January. Making hard shots. Like it wasn't like we were I mean, Pop Isaacs. I mean, the guy shoots like I did when I was in fourth grade. Like just straight from the hip, flings it. The worst. Couldn't believe he kept making shots. But they were making tough shots to stay in that game. We were up ten. God, was it O'Banner that just made a, deep, a deep three? Yeah. yeah. Like they were making tough shots. So I'd I had already had that conversation be turned in my head. Like, okay, if we lose, is this going to be like, uh, how mad am I going to be about this loss? And I really wasn't going to be mad, but it would have been a tough pill to swallow to be up 10 in Lubbock and, and lose the game. That would have been the worst part of it. But dropping that game would not have been 
would not have been that that big of a deal. But here, here's mean, another reason to be confident. They're favored in every single game except for at Texas to end the year. So they're favored for the next 16 or 17 games. Yeah. And obviously they're not going to run the table, but like you're going to, as it is every year, you're going to feel like you can win any game you go into. And those start to add up. So, yeah. I have a, I have a question I've been thinking about all day for you guys. I think Mm -hmm. AB, you love questions and you love the player that I'm going to ask the question about. And it's probably hard. Cam Martin. It's probably hard to answer this question because obviously we've played plenty of games now um, and you've seen him play. But before the year, right, like when we're talking about lineups, we're talking about Zach Clements starting. How many games would you have said KJ Adams would score in double figures before the year? One. Oh, my bad. I would have said my prediction would have been one and it would have been Southern Utah. That's it. Like, I really didn't see KJ Adams having a much bigger role than he did last year. I really didn't think so. I'm an idiot. He's seven straight in double figures. He's averaging 13 points over the last seven. He had 19 and six at Mizzou. He's 39 of 55 from the floor in that span. Obviously, he doesn't take many jumpers, dunks, layups, but he's he's kind of got some nice touch around, like in the paint right now, like a little yeah, five six footers. And in that span, he's 11 for 14 from the line. Remember how horrendous he was to start the year? He couldn't make anything. That's 79%, 71% from the floor. He's been insane defensively. So basically what I'm getting at is should we should we stop worrying about having so much height and length? Because KJ is just absurdly athletic. The way he leaps and gets off the floor is insane. So I think he can make up make up with it with his athleticism against bigger bigs i was gonna pose that same question ab it's like oh do we need to just quit i still have people in my mentions like today i tweeted that we were the best team in the country and people were like well we got to figure out our big man situation while i do agree we need zuby or or somebody off the bench but kj's not losing the start kj's starting kj will start every game at kansas for the rest of his career which is wild to think. It's the same thing with Marcus Garrett, his sophomore year. Same thing with DeWan last year. The guy's just going to play big minutes for the rest of his career at Kansas. But, so I don't know. Is the five thing that we've all been stressed about no longer an issue? Um, I don't know. It depends on the matchup, but, like, how many teams at this point are running out two bigs or, I guess, Purdue. I'd love to see KJ guard Zach Eady. Um, But... (laughs) I don't know. I mean, like, this just feels like the same conversation we had for three months last year between Remy and Dewan. Like, yeah, maybe there's a more talented player on the bench that when he plays his A-plus game is going to, you know, be better than K.J. Adams. But K.J. Adams is playing his A game for the last month. So it's yeah. like, okay, well, it seems to be a pretty consistent trend. I don't know why A, you would change anything, or B, feel like you would need to, unless it's a situation where you've got two seven-footers going against you. But that feels like more of a roster question than a, is KJ Adams good enough to be the center question. And we've been so hung up on it, but it's like, if you're, I mean, if, if you're Purdue now, Purdue is, I think a bad example. Cause Zach Eadie's a nightmare for anyone, but it's like, are you kind of like, Kentucky? Shit, what are, yeah. If you're, I mean, like, what are you going to do with KJ Adams? Like now we've got to guard this guy that can play on the perimeter and he's incredible passer, all that like KJ, 
I think we've kind of underestimated how difficult KJ can make it for the opposing teams mm-hmm. to guard us. And, and defensively, the way he can switch onto a point guard is something that I would argue not any other top 15 team in the country has at the five position. Like, I'm sure there's some out there, but like our ability to just switch everything across the floor is crazy. And I think this team is going to continue to get better defensively. I just think mm-hmm. as they work to, I mean, that's just what Bill Self teams do. They just, Bill will call them soft after a few conference losses and they'll be, where are they at Ken Palm defensively? 12. Uh, yeah. It's like, what is it? 10 and 12, 11, no, 11 and 11 right now. Okay. Offense, must, defense. And they'll, they'll be better than that. By, yeah. They'll be top. They'll I, be better in both probably, no? And we've talked yeah. about if DeWan starts shooting the ball or scoring the ball, then yeah. the offense should naturally improve. I I just I keep picturing and obviously teams can get hot in March and have a huge night shooting it hit ten plus threes but I can just picture this team locking up defensively in March and I think they'll be really tough to beat because I think they're built to win in March um, just from a defensive standpoint um, so yeah I'm I'm super pumped about them going forward and it's kind of I was just thinking it's kind of wild if you would have told me throughout the first few games that Zuby was going to be the guy getting minutes over Ernest I would have been shocked. Ernest yeah. doesn't even play anymore. And didn't Cam Martin get the most minutes of any backup big last night? I mean, maybe maybe it was Zuby, but Cam played like four or five decent minutes. So we'll see. I mean, as long as one of those guys can just have, I mean, we overuse this, but like a Cole Aldridge type march where you just come in and give us really good minutes in a big game, like <laughs> whatever. But I'm talking not 2008 Cole Aldridge? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not triple double and I was gonna say that would be nice if Zuby Zuby goes for 24, 11, and 10 (laughs) and a second round escape win. That would be just yeah, that would be pretty uh electric. I would take that. Uh, Can I ask a question real quick? I love it. Do you guys think Jalen's getting a little shot happy? I know at the beginning of the year we needed him to be, and he was our offense, but at this point it feels like Grady's starting to get a little more comfortable. He needs to shoot more. We can get to that later. Grady's getting a little more comfortable. McCullough clearly doesn't have any issues taking a shot. KJ, <laughs> Braden, like you said, double figures every game. Uh, and then Dewan, I mean, he can do what he does last night or go for four. But it feels like the offense as a whole is coming more together. And there were points last night, and I just went through Jalen's game chart, 15, 17 shots every single game. There were some points last night where it just felt like he was still forcing it a little bit, even though now he has a little bit of help. So I don't want him he, to get stuck in that trap where he's doing that in a you know late situation in March and it costs us a game when you know McCullough's wide open in the corner or something like that. I definitely get the sense that Jalen is trying to prove that he's a good shooter because he does get a little you know there's moments where you feel and I'm sure the guy's gassed and doesn't feel like driving to the bucket sometimes he plays every minute but like it does feel like there's times where he could easily probably go drive or like you said pass and he just kind of chucks a three because i do think that was you know a lot of the feedback he got was go prove that you're a shooter like if you're gonna play in this league you're gonna have to make outside shots and last night he made three i think was probably one of his better shooting games of the year from three-point range um but yeah i think as this offense has gotten better it when this team is clicking and playing its A game, it's just ball movement, zipping around the court, driving the skip. Pa- I mean, Fran was obsessed with the skip pass yeah. last night. He commented, there's a skip pass every time. But <laughs> this team is really good at it. And so, yeah, I think I think Jalen 
and it was kind of rough at the start where like our offense was so brutal at times where Jalen just had to say, okay, I'm putting my head down. I'm going to go get a bucket. But I do think if he, I think he will just kind of starts to trust guys more and, and just trust the overall offense. His shots might go down, but it's crazy that if the season ended this t- tomorrow, Jalen Wilson would average the most shots a game of any player in the bill self era. Like that's when you think about the guys we've had come through here to think he's putting up more shots than Dedrick Lawson did on that, that team mm-hmm. that stunk. Um, crazy. So yeah, I don't know. that's it, my take. feels like he's, I mean, yeah, he's getting up 15 plus shots every night. So yeah, it feels like he probably going into the year, I think Bill like made it an emphasis that Jalen was going to have to score and be this all American type player for us to be good. So that's probably imprinted um, with him. Obviously he's trying to get drafted, go to the next level, but yeah, we, I think we, the guys around him have obviously stepped up and uh, become better scorers. Grady, even the first two big 12 games, I think he he's had eight points and 11 points. So he hasn't been scoring as much, but I just looked, he had nine rebounds against Oklahoma state eight against um, tech last night. So he's been doing other things besides scoring. So yeah, it's, it's tough just because I mean Jalen's averaging twenty one a night, so it's oh yeah, and I'm I'm not acting like no I want for him sure. To... I just I want him shooting, and when he does shoot, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. If he misses, he's obviously had bad nights. Tennessee was bad, even last night. His percentages aren't great. I think he's forty one or so from the field, thirty three from three. So it's not amazing, but I don't. I mean, he does. He's yeah, 20, 15, 20 shots a night. Like that's that's yeah. pretty insane for a KU player, and we have a future first rounder on our team and maybe McCuller who gets drafted too. Yep. All right. Let's kick it to another break. And then we're going to get into the fun stuff. We're going to talk about uh, Texas tech fans, Oklahoma state fans, you know, refs win KU the big 12 title. It's what we know. That's a fact. So quick break. We'll be back. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas city. KC sports network. We'll be back right after this. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Before we, you know, we were texting today, and I was like, we got to talk about the full-on meltdown that Tech fans had last night. And I said to you guys, let's compile some of our favorite tweets that Tech fans came up with. Um, But before we do that, I just want to have a discussion around this, the officials thing. I mean, first off, I mean, the Oklahoma State game, I get it. McCuller probably fouled the guy. Uh, but a couple things I can't stand. People that say, oh, Kansas loses that game if they call that foul. We were up to nope. a 56% free throw shooter would have been shooting two free throws. I don't know if we lose the game. And guess what? If we go to overtime, we don't lose the game. So I've had it with that, but whatever. The Oklahoma State stuff, I'm not that worried about. The Texas Tech. The fact that the narrative after that game was that Texas Tech got a bad whistle was absolutely bananas. AB, me and you both tweeted about it. When that, I mean, Kevin McCuller took the most beautiful charge I've ever seen. That ref all but did this. And then he's just like, ooh, guy makes a three right. Pass the ball. (laughs) I think he called a charge to the possession before, too, on Tech. Yeah, he did. Grady took it. He literally I mean, put his hand up. The only thing he didn't do was blow his whistle. I, I couldn't believe it. At one point, Texas Tech went 26 minutes without having a foul call. Or was it a defensive foul called on him? 
either way, there was a, either a 26 minute drought of having a defensive foul call on them, or maybe a 26 minute drought of having a foul call of them at all. I mean, before we get into this and make jokes, to act like Texas Tech got a bad whistle last night, they got called for six fouls. Six fouls. Mm-hmm. In a I have a lot basketball on this. game. Yeah. Okay. I have a lot. So before we read the tweets, if you want to, I mean, go into your, give me your yeah. thoughts. Because right. I don't so, know why I let it get to me so much last night, but it it fired me up. This, this wasn't even a Tech thing specifically for me. It's just everyone. Like, I can't tell you how many times we've had a text conversation or tweeted about it where, Ryan, it's one of your, like, probably top three tweeted things ever where you just do all caps ref show. There's nothing worse than watching a college basketball game when there's 47 fouls in the entire game. Like that's yeah. there's way too many free throws. There's too many clock stoppages. It just it lasts two and a half hours, three hours. It's like a West Virginia every time they play. So when we bitch about that side of it, no one should be bitching when there's 17 total fouls called in a game and 16 total free throws shot. Like, and that brings me to another point. Tech fans bitching four free throws in the game. We shot our third and fourth with three and a half minutes left, but whatever. And also this one is what really pissed me off because people just forget about the first 38 minutes of the game when it comes to KU and officiating. I, know. I can't remember how much time was left. It was definitely in the first half. Cause we were on the left side. There was like a loose ball and KJ picked it up. And oh. it's when he missed that bunny, he was being tackled he, by his ankle. Like literally tackled. The guy was trying guy. to commit a foul. The guy yes. was trying to pull him down to just not let him get a layup up and freaking Higgins staring he, right at it. He's staring right. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, you got to make the layup still, but yeah. that's not really my point. It's like the refs were clearly swallowing their whistles all night mm-hmm. long, and everyone can agree if we're talk if if you're not making your opinion on this specific subject in the middle of a game you're watching. If I ask you yeah. tomorrow night, would you rather watch a game with sixty free throw shot or sixteen free throw shot and not a lot of fouls and consistent quick gameplay everyone's signing up for that so we can't complain when they don't call fouls just let them especially if you're especially if you're texas tech that style of play letting them play is what texas tech wants they're gonna be better in that scenario and i get it i don't the thing i'm fired up about also is like they keep saying it was a foul i I think jalen fouled yeah big guy but bobby did not think bobby Fouled that no. guy. If oh, anything, that guy foul. was like starting to. I don't know. I I can't. If we're calling that a foul, then college basketball is going to be the most boring product in the world because we're getting a stoppage and play. I think that's. Second. I think that's one of those calls where if that was us dribbling and they called that a foul on Tech, I would be. I would call that out and be like, "That's not a foul. You got to let him play there." You know. And the same like, people bitching right now are going to be the ones bitching about that if they called it against them. Like, and I also would have been mad. Like. That's the difference between us and a team like Tech. Where was Pop Smoke going? Was it Pop? Not Pop Smoke. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Pop Smoke. Pop, Pop Isaac. Isaac. Uh-huh. Wow. Where was he going? What like, you know about that? Like that? He wasn't going anywhere. Like, it was a bad play to dribble into traffic like that. And a foul would have just been an annoying bailout because it was just a poorly executed play um now Jaylen and it wasn't a the big guy and second off it wasn't a foul so like you said re- talking about ref shows it wasn't a ref show all night they no. they didn't call anything so i think it's one of those things where if it was one side <clears throat> officiated one sided where ku was getting all the calls obviously that's happened at allen fieldhouse we've admitted to that um then it would be a different story that you don't call that there but 
it wasn't they let them play all night. There was hardly any fouls. Teams were barely in the bonus at all. So that was my next question. Jalen they fouled. even in the bonus? Well, so I think they were. Yeah, uh, yeah I think they were. But li- Jesse Newell put out a really interesting tweet on this. He said, uh, he tweeted, I had the KU should foul Bacho. Bacho? How do you say that guy's last name? Bacho? Big goofy Your guy guess is good as mine. Bacho. KU should foul Bacho and give him a one and one tweet. All queued up 30 seconds ago, but then was like, man, self would never do that. Then Wilson looked like he got in a bad spot and maybe sort of tried to do it. And then he says this. So if KU's up one in that scenario with 30 seconds left and you foul Bacho, who's a 59% career free throw shooter, 41% of the time he's going to miss the first and we're probably going to get the defensive rebound and we're up one. 24% of the time he's going to make the first, miss the second, and then we're getting the defensive rebound and we have the last shot to go win the game. And 35% of the time he get he makes both and we get the last shot down one. So he's like, not the worst idea if Bacho has Wilson pen. Like, so I guess it goes back to my point about the Oklahoma State thing where people are like, oh, Kansas loses the game if they call that foul. Nope. Even if the batch, even if that foul is called, we don't lose the game. I still don't think we lose the game. I think that guy makes one of two. Well, we don't and... for sure lose. People are making it yeah, seem like, like we would have for sure lost. We would have had one I more know. look it's at just, it. It's just so annoying. Kansas should be 0-2. We could be 0-2, but – if those both those calls go against us, I still like our chances in overtime. And also, don't put yourself in a spot where you're down ten with four minutes left at home, and KU controlled mostly the whole game. Obviously, we didn't mm-hmm. get stops in the first half, which was annoying. Tech had a bunch of open looks, scored plenty of points, and they had a they had the lead. They they were up by eight at some point, but we controlled the whole second half. Dewan hit a three to go up ten with like four minutes left, and yeah, they could have won. But if that's it's one of the like. Like you said, A.B., one of those games where they shoot a ton of free throws, they call fouls all game. Maybe you could expect a foul there, but they let them play, so why not let them play in a one-point game with 30 seconds left or how much, however many how many seconds there were left? Yeah, yeah, because that would have been way more annoying if, you know, they would have just they decided to start blowing whistles with a minute and a half to go and affecting the game that Which way. Which is what like, I fully expect. The biggest yeah. spot of the game. like Right. Like, they, at least just be consistent. And that's a whole them... other conversation of game to game, week to week, year to year, how one game you'll have a game like this one, and then against West Virginia, we'll probably shoot 30 free throws. Like, yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's annoying. I don't know. My And the thing with Oklahoma State, it's like, cry all you want. You gave up a 15-point lead. It's really hard to give up. I don't care if you're at Allen Fieldhouse giving up a 15-point lead. That is on you. And uh, so, like, Texas Tech to me is like a – I feel like the fact that they lost Beard, and then they kind of felt like they got their swagger back. They, they found their new love in Mark Adams. Well, then all of a sudden, McCuller leaves, Terrence Shannon leaves – and all of a sudden, Texas Tech is just feeling like they just keep getting their hearts broken. They feel like they're not loved by anyone. And now they're just becoming whiny and annoying. I don't know. That's that's the only thing I could come up with for Texas Tech. And I kind of get it. You know, what Beard did to them was brutal. <laughs> McCuller leaving to come to us was honestly kind of brutal. But, like, man, I don't remember Tech being as cringy and, like, just – babyish as they were last night on Twitter. So that's my rant on on tech. If if A B or you got any tweets you you want to start it off with? I honestly forgot to even go get some. 
Um, but no, there, there, there was one that I think you may have sent in or someone DM the pod. And it was basically just talking about like, I can't even remember exactly what it was. The guy had a cactus in his name. He had a cactus. Oh, he was having, you know what I'm talking about? Night. Yeah, a lot guy. of them have cactuses. We quote well, tweeted yeah. it on the pod. Um, <laughs> we, he said, I'm livid. If Kansas fans sleep better at night knowing their team should be 0-2 in conference play, then I don't know what to tell you. We fought like hell against eight all night, but just couldn't tidy things up in time. (laughs) We will beat them at the fog with or without the refs. Wreck them. By the way, I believe he was the same guy that quote tweeted um, Kevin McCuller's tweet when he transferred and said, can't wait to sweep them next year. Well, Mm. He still thinks they're winning at the fog. You got to respect this guy. Uh... <laughs> he loves the old Red Raiders. <laughs> he loves Red Raiders. Okay. <laughs> Another one that was absolutely wild. Another girl. Uh, this was sh- her name, Shelby Rhodes. She's verified. I think she's like a news anchor in, in Lubbock. And I don't know. I think she was kind of having fun with it. So I don't want to go too hard at it. But like at one point she tweeted upside. If you want to get worse at your game as a top defensive player, transfer oh. to Kansas. Kevin McCuller is statistically better in almost every single category since he transferred to Kansas. So, again, just a banana land salty tweet that has no, like, it's just wrong. It was just wrong. Um, so, shout out her. She had some other some other absolute some haters. Oh, yeah. um, Barstool Pokes, Oklahoma State got involved. Mm, hell, yeah. Uh, Kansas really just getting free rides from the stripes against us on Saturday and against Barstool Texas Tech tonight. Brett Yormack, Mark Emmert, and all of NCAA officiating should be ashamed that Kansas oh. is 2-0 in this conference. Both wins decided on refs swallowing their whistles. Just... We would not have lost the Oklahoma State game. I don't <laughs> That's care. I, it's, it's stunning. Um, we, there was one other. Oh, my maybe my favorite one was the guy that Sneaky said that K.J. Adams should have got a technical foul for hanging on the rim. Huh. He would have died if he didn't let, getting, if he let go. After getting absolutely smoked in the back by the Boucho guy. like That's not a foul, though. The one on Bobby was. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's just crazy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Thought you guys would maybe have some tweets prepared, but mm-hmm. good work, guys. Good well, way to do I, your homework. I will say this. This has nothing to do with Texas Tech and refs, but thinking about KU haters on Twitter, this might be my favorite tweet of all time. Do you remember when KU <laughs> locked up 10 straight conference championships? I mean, yeah. <laughs> there was this. Going back for this. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, it's, believe me. It was my phone <laughs> screensaver for a minute. Um, but this girl that went to Wichita State tweeted out, was like, 10 straight, that's cute. How about 27 in a row? Because they had won 27 straight games. <laughs> and for some reason, I could not stop laughing to this day. It might be my favorite tweet ever tweeted. And she was dead I serious. remember that vividly. And it was so funny. Did she think we were tweeting about winning 10 games in a row? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's like 27 is bigger than 10. We've done that. Chalkers. Oh. Man. They've become irrelevant. I miss um, them though. That was that was a fun like rivalry that happened once where they were just shit. and whooped our ass. Yeah, I know. The the Shelby Damn. girl had one more just hot take. Mm-hmm. Kansas is not 
a national championship team this season. Mm. Calling it now. They're a team that gets bailed out <laughs> every game. How do you have a close game against Harvard and then barely win two close Big 12 games where you hardly get where you get hardly any calls? Biased. I don't I don't understand fully what she's saying, but I mean, we broke their brains. We we truly broke Texas Tech fans' brains last night, and it was just – I was stunned with what we were seeing. Um, God, their, I wish I – Their best player transferred here. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. You got to – you got to feel for the guy. And if you, I think we, we tweeted this from the pod page, like the quote tweets that Kevin McCuller dealt with um, after he announced he was going to KU was just brutal. So, yeah. Good stuff, boys. Is there anything else that we need? Um, do we want to talk about, takes? want to talk about this guy at all? Oh, <laughs> we'll give you the floor. Tell us about uh, the legend. <clears throat> I mean, truly, one million followers, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously we got him here for the Chiefs game and kind of was just looking around and looked at KU's schedule, and they happened to be playing a day before um, against Oklahoma State, a team he's trolled before. He's he's more of a Sooner fan. So, yeah, we, they wanted to get there early, take in the field house. There was a big line to get in before the doors opened. People were already stopping him, asking for pictures, doing videos with him. Um, we got in there. Uh, <clears throat> Deputy AD Jason Booker uh, met up with us, took him into the video room. They did a little video thing with him, showed him on the showed him on the video screen, um, the vi- uh, whatever it's called, jumbotron. Introduced him as a TikTok star, which was electric. He just threw his hands up and <laughs> what, well, dude? He put his power rate down and just started screaming, just started screaming, yeah, at the top of his lungs, like in my ears, because he, he loves the fame, like he loves meeting everyone, um, and everyone was so good to him the entire weekend, so that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it, like I'm just so proud to be from where I'm from, everyone was here was so good to him and supportive, everyone at KU was great, um, Jefferson's let us host a meet and greet on like a, they got it, they, how many they, people showed up to that? Yeah, they got it set up, and Five I'm not even kidding. One, one day if, notice. If Bill Self hosted a meet and greet, I think it compete. Like I think James Droz competes with that. The amount of people he had to show up, probably not. But I don't I know. I think so James too. Is- and you got to think about it. The game was at one. We did it at four. I tweeted it out at like two the day before, so it was a one day notice. Jefferson's got it set up in five minutes. Shout out to them. Um, it was amazing. Like the kids were so the, the people just love him and the support behind him is crazy. I've never really seen anything like it, but people at Allen, it was his first trip there. He's a KU fan. Now he called me last night, was watching the game. He did that video on his backup account, trolling Texas tech at first trip at Arrowhead. Um, and it was perfect, dude. The chiefs took care of him. So I just wanted to give a shout out to KU fans that a lot of them knew who he was. A lot of people know who he is. Um, if you're listening, and you don't know who James is. He's the kid from TikTok that said, does the what happened after everyone lost. Everyone loses. The best one ever is the USE one. I don't know if you know which one I'm referencing, <laughs> but it's electric. But, I mean, the one he did last night, pretty electric. You pulling it up? Texas Tech. What happened in the how-to's of Kansas, K-U-I? He's a legend. What happened in the 
<laughs> I mean, a million followers. He's an icon. It's crazy what that dude's built. And it was awesome to see you bring him to Allen Fieldhouse. And I wondered, is he a Kansas fan or did you turn him into a Kansas fan? Uh, before he didn't mind him, but now I honestly think he's a fan for life. Like his mom and his mom kept saying the word deafening about Allen Fieldhouse. Like she was blown away. I think even more than Arrowhead, but say, and now I think he's just, he's got at least love for KU in his heart forever. Probably just the way that people treated him. It was crazy. Once they showed him on the jumbotron, everyone saw where he was sitting and there was literally a line outside the tunnel to take pictures with him, like 20 or 30 kids. And he Dude. loves it. He wants to take every picture he can. Like I went up to him and I was like, James, you want to come sit down? He's like, no, I want to talk <laughs> to my, I want to talk to my fans. So he loves Dude. every person he can meet. Um, so if you, he should be back for a playoff game for the chiefs. So if you get a chance to meet him, don't hesitate to go say hi. Cause he loves it and eats it up. He loves the fame and he deserves it. He's awesome. He's an absolute, I've been watching his TikToks for months. I've been obsessed with him for <laughs> since like, fall so million followers just i i keep saying it but like i don't think people realize how hard it is to get a million followers like that's nuts but all right i think that's all we got fun week two and oh in the big 12 that's uh it's all you can ask for big one saturday as i mentioned if we win saturday it's one of our best starts i think it's our best start since 2017 and and uh one of our best starts in a long time so it's uh fun things are happening boys the repeats on the table i'm fired up loving this team um, and we'll be back next week to talk talk more KU hoops. Rock chalk. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN, covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.